Hey guys, uh, you're back here with another episode of uh, Real Estate Rubdown with Shannon Robnett. I have Adam Fleck here with me. Adam, tell me a little bit about who you are, where you come from, um, what your goals are. Let's just find out who you are. Hey Shannon, well thanks for inviting me to do this. Uh, this is the first time I've been on any kind of uh, real estate podcast, podcast in general, so this is okay. new, new for me too. Um, and so uh, as far as my personal real estate uh, journey, I started looking into it when I was about 18, 19. Uh, my dad had told me that uh, his biggest, one of his big regrets has been not making his money work for him. So uh, we started going to all the free conferences. Uh, you know, uh, this, was, this was back 2009, 2008. I mean, this is right in the middle of the recession. Mm -hmm. um, and just like we were talking a little before the before we started uh, recording was the uh, you know people saying oh it's a terrible real estate's terrible time to invest. Right. it's bad to invest in real estate because the market had just crashed yep. well the the great recession is a great recession for a reason it doesn't happen all the time but um, so you know I I was trying to just learn everything and anything I could um, you know I got some really good advice got some really bad advice um, and just kind of picked my way through it and. Uh, was able to, long story short, purchase a foreclosure in 2011. That's what really got me started. Okay. My, what I call my eight-year flip, live-in flip. Um, you know, uh, but it was just a piece of junk house. Uh, little two-bedroom, two-bedroom, one bath, um, 800 square feet. But in the suburbs of Portland, you know, with a, with a market that had huge appreciation, I bought this place for $60,000. Right. Uh, nice purchase. Home. Oh, well, I, I, I even, I, I joined my local uh, real estate investors association, the local RIA there in Portland. And I, you know, hey, does this look like a good deal? And everyone was like, eh, it looks all right. But again, in 2011, um, with the market was pretty much at the bottom. Uh, and I got lucky, but uh, the market was pretty much at the bottom. So, there were these kind of foreclosures all over the place. You could find foreclosures for 200,000, 100,000, or, you know, you know, hundred, but 150 to 300,000 that, you know, you could flip. Uh, there are so many flips going on uh, in the Portland market back then. Uh, and, you know, so people looked at this and going, eh, it's too small. It's kind of out of the way. It needs a lot of work. Uh, and it just didn't, it didn't make sense for anybody else. And so, um, when uh but i just needed something i knew right. now i wanted to get into something and yeah, i'm a big fan of bigger pockets that's kind of when i found bigger pockets kind of when it was founded i think 2009 is when my account started um and you know brandon turner always talks about how you know just get started somehow and i was like i right. need to buy a house and it, right. it, it, i couldn't agree with that more because you know there's so many people that come to the place you were at where you knew you had to do something but then they back away from that edge they don't do anything. So well, but I was also in a position where I could take the risk. I was 23. I was living at home. I was still going to college. I was working part-time. I was in a good spot with, with good, with good credit from some of the advice that I had uh, gotten from some of those free conferences um, that I, uh, you know, and I, and I had my folks back in me, you know, I, right. I was living at home, so I wasn't paying rent. I wasn't paying for food. I wasn't, paying for a lot of other things that, you know, you would, that you would have, if I would have been, you know, 
doing the traditional college thing. So I was living at home when I was going to college. Um, yeah, I wasn't making that much money. Um, you know, but I was, I, I was playing in a band. So like I had some, some, you know, kind of free money that I wasn't claiming the IRS, you right. know, you know, it's, it's, this isn't it's, the place to talk about things you haven't claimed on your taxes. I'll just tell you yeah. that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I was, you know, I, I figured out 21, you know, we're, we're playing little bar gigs, you yep. know, it's not like we really made that much, but it's, I wasn't making a lot, but I right. also wasn't spending a lot either. Um, and you know, again, another Warren Buffett quote is, you know, not just to get rich slow, but you know, there's two ways to be rich. You can either make a lot of money or not spend any. Right. Uh, and so I was in the not spend much. Uh, so, you know, all the way through, you know, the next eight years when I was living in this, in this little divey house while I was working on it, while I was fixing it, um, you know, I, my mortgage was only 450. Right. And so I was saving, I was saving a lot of money in, in, in that uh, time frame. And I was kind of bouncing around to jobs and trying out different careers. I did everything from, uh, you know, I, I was, I worked for an alcohol marketing company. I worked for a moving company. I worked wow. for oil field. I was, um, I, I started my own company there that failed, um, you know, in the, in the beer industry. Um, you know, then I got in the semiconductor industry, uh, you know, so, the, the, so fast forward, you, you, you've got this house, you're, you're fixing it up. You're, you're, you're living in one side. Is that, is that right? It was a duplex or was it just a, just a one it was a single family. So okay. it wasn't, um, the only way I made money on this house was from appreciation. Okay. And, and some of it was forced appreciation because I kept it standing. Um, I literally had a contract. The house was so bad. I had a contractor when I first bought it. I was trying to get estimates seeing like, Hey, where should I start with this place? Cause there, again, I had never, I had done some uh, home improvement stuff with my dad growing up, but nothing, nothing as, as intense as this house needed. And he straight up, this contractor straight up told me the best thing you can do to this house is a match. Yeah. And just collect the insurance money. <laughs> and, and, and back in 2011, all these contracts were so, so starving for, for, for work, work, you know, is he said, you know, I'll build you a, a brand new house on this lot for 80 bucks a square foot, you know, and, and you got the figure the Portland market stuff was um, a little more expensive, but yeah, it was, um, you know, that, that's how bad that place was. So fast forward to only a couple of years ago, I wanted to get out of that market. Um, I was looking to take some of that equity from that property um, and, reinvest and make that money work for me. Right. Uh, and I started looking at other places. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before uh, the podcast about, uh, you know, kind of being a, a, a small fish in a huge pond. Uh, the Portland market is, was great. You can still make money in it, but you just need to have money first. And I, right. I wasn't at that point. Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of the connections. I was starting to get them. Right. Starting to network, but there's there's a really really steep learning curve uh that, at, i will agree with you on that there is a, there's first, a steep learning curve um but that's actually a good thing so some yeah. of the nomenclature when you talk about um uh, a steep learning curve that means it's a sh it's short time frame yeah and so once i was able to i refied that house in portland and was able to actually invest in boise uh in 2019 um yeah literally a year ago 
Um, uh, and now all of a sudden I have, you know, I, I bought a triplex. Okay. Had a great deal. It was on the MLS, uh, um, turned it sort of into a great deal. Didn't look like great on paper. Right. Um, it's about a four and a half cap and now it's a nine cap. So, and what'd you do, what'd you do to, to do that? I mean, here's something that was, it was on the market for a little bit of time. If I remember the story correctly. Uh, it, it was right about average as far as time on market. I think it was on the market for two, three months. Yeah, um, but nowadays, I mean, we're here, we are a year later and, and there's, there's nothing on the market. So, so it had some market time on it, but what did you see in it that, that, that let you know that you could turn that around and make some good money with it? Uh, naivety. Um, it was, <laughs> I mean, you know what, that'll get, I, I can vouch for you on that. I've got a lot of deals that had I known probably we would have done, but actually turned out okay once you got through them. Well, and, and that was, and that goes back to just doing something. I knew I had to get over that hump of, you know, I was, I was just this, Hey, Hey, I have my primary residence, but I'm not like an investor. Once I had a triplex, I can say, Hey, I'm, I'm an investor. I have more than one unit. Um, even if it isn't a great deal, when I, when I go to talk to folks like yourself, who's done, you know, like a million units and all these things, been in it for 30 years, um, you, you, you all of a sudden now, I'm, now I'm not just, you know, looking for a handout or I'm not, I'm not just another person who's just learning. I've actually done, I've actually done something and, right. um, beyond just, you know, owning a house. I mean, if, you know, there's, you know, we, we again, we were talking earlier about, there's these large gaps between uh, folks like myself, who's kind of just getting started. Uh, uh, Jack, uh, I have a butcher's last name, but Aduo, I think is right. how you say it. Yeah. Again, um, apologize. And he's a well, he's a sophisticated, you know, syndicator. Yeah, um, he's done he's done deals in multiple states. Um, right. But you know, I think to come back to it, Adam, several of the things that you you don't give yourself enough credit for is you actually did something knowing that movement was going to bring activity and you did that something twice. So, so what I hear you say and not give yourself very much credit for is you took something that somebody would have burned down. They didn't see the value in it, but instead of get rich quick, you got rich slow because you were able to create value in there that then led to your second, third and fourth purchase or second, third and fourth door all wrapped into one. And by doing something, time has been your friend. Naivety may have been your friend also. But at the end of the day, you now sit there with four doors. But that's not the end of the story. Well, for sure, um, I'm not where I'm. I'm not where I want to be yet. Um, that you know, I don't think anyone's where they want to be. I mean, what happens to some of us is we we get we get to a place where we're having too much fun doing it that we probably won't ever quit anyway. <laughs> well, you, you, you said to me once, like, I've tried to retire three times. And I keep coming back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, the, you know, what, what, what's that? Uh, try to build a life you don't need to retire from. Exactly. Uh, no, that's, that's a very good point. And, uh, you know, without getting too philosophical, I mean, I know we, this might be jumping ahead, but it's like, um, you don't need, uh, the, the whole idea of like retirement and have this like golden age where like finally like somewhere down the road I'll be happy if I only do X Y Z and it's like right. so so uh, I don't know 
short side, in my opinion. <laughs> like, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, as young as I used to be, but you know, I'm still, I'm only like in my thirties. So it's right. not, um, you know, I'm not old either. Um, you know, God forbid I'd be, you know, 40, that'd be really old, huh? Hey, uh, easy, easy there, <laughs> you young buck. So, so um, Jason, you got this, you got this triplex and, and you saw something in it that nobody else saw. You saw uh, some value, call it naivety, call it whatever you want. You were able to take that from a four and a half cap to a nine cap. That's no small feat, my friend. Well, it's, uh, I think part of it was luck. Um, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Absolutely. Um, but there's, and, but I did the analysis on it. I uh, used the bigger pockets uh, tools and stuff. They're really great. Um, you know, and I, and I knew it was good ish. Um, but it wasn't as good as some of the other stuff that was hitting the market that was that were fourplexes or they were in better shape or they were newer or something like that. But the problem was is I kept getting beat out by by a bunch of cash buyers. You know, I'd try to go and get into a, a fourplex that was um, down here off of Brogan, south uh, south of town, uh, south of the airport. You know, some of these new new developments, and it's like you know, oh, um, you know, there was something that I could have gotten into, but you know, someone comes in and offers less money but cash so they you know they took it and it's like okay well i don't have half a million dollars in cash i'm trying to finance and and so you know this triplex that i got was passed over because it didn't have quite the numbers as something else did um it was also near railroad tracks well come to find out it's that's the historic boise depot um so they don't run as often um you know it was old but it was in decent shape so but it wasn't because it was a triplex, you didn't have a lot of the owner occupieds going after it. Um, you know, it didn't have a, it doesn't have a garage. So you didn't have people like that. It doesn't have a yard really. So it's, it's, it's kind of a unique uh, little piece of property. Um, and, you know, going back to some of the stuff that I've learned throughout my life is that it, when we had everybody going one way and this is kind of that, uh, the, the, you know, the road less travel we're talking about with Warren Buffett again, to get greedy, whatever. Um, is, you know, everyone's going one way. It's like, find that other little thing that you can like diversify. That's, that's a little off the beaten path, uh, that you can scoop up. Um, you know, my house in Portland was, it was a decent deal, but it wasn't a great one. There were so many other great deals going on and it just kind of got passed over because it wasn't going to be a, a quick flip. It wasn't going to be a, you know, a huge money maker. So, it's like, and eh, there's other ones that people that people that were serious about it that were already kind of um, maybe where Jack is or uh, where you're at, you know, um, you know that that you guys were were grabbing the the great deals that were on the market, whereas me being small fish, I got to grab all this kind of stuff that's left over. But then there's still stuff that you have to then you have to kind of get a little creative and and but see what again. You but again, Adam, I really, I, I can't say this enough about you. I mean, we've talked several times and every time I come away with the understanding that, that you, you don't give yourself enough credit for just the activity that you did. I mean, you went into motion. You knew what needed to be done. You had about every handicap you could have against you. You were young. You didn't have a formal real estate background. You went to some conferences. You didn't have capital. You were, you know, I mean, you know, from, from, from your story, the only thing you had going for you was, is good credit and you were in a band. 
right? And so, you know, uh, but the reality is because you understood to do something and, and by following through with doing something, you did, oh, you did great because, you know, the reality is that, that it's just like, you know, you, you like to reference Warren Buffett and this isn't a quote, but, but, you know, he is always bought to hold. And, and if you get into a bad real estate deal, even when the market went south in 2008 and 2009, we saw tons of people giving away their houses because they bought it for 700 and now it was worth 300 and they didn't want to be upside down in it. So they were willing to give it back to the bank and take the black mark on their credit. But now today that house is worth 900. Right. So, so, you know, time and appreciation and depreciation and tax benefits cure almost all ails in, in real estate. Now they're not going to cure everything, right? I mean, you know, buying an outhouse in the middle of the woods and paying, you know, a million dollars for it is probably, that's going to take, a, you, you, you're not going to see that appreciate in your lifetime. But, but what I, what I see you not give yourself enough credit for is you did something and you did something what I see is consistently. And so you've done that. You've done that twice. Now you're, you, you've got those both under your belt and now you've, you've changed your mindset from, well, I've got to do something to kind of get the, the, the name of being a homeowner. And then I've got to do another activity to get the name of being an, a real estate investor. But now you're really starting to pick up steam. Well, and that's, and that's where that uh, learning curve happens is that, you know, once you get over that, that initial hump that you can say, Hey, no, I've got a couple doors. Um, I've done this a little bit. And then from there, it's like, Oh, okay. That, that opens up many, many more doors. Um, you know, networking, like I've been doing like crazy here once since I've been in Boise um, and going to all these meetups, meeting folks like Sam uh, Martin, like we were talking about. Um, you know, I, I got lucky. I, again, I'd be lucky than good, but I got lucky with um, my property management company, uh, you know, with meeting folks that not, not even just through, um, through real estate or through intention, but, um, you know, seeing, uh, how, where, where was I going with that? Um, like, making making connections kind of where where there shouldn't be any right Um, but again you bring that back bring that back adam to you've been to these meetups and you've seen the people that show up at the meetup and they're there every week they're there at every meeting and all they have is the same questions they had at the last meeting they're just looking for a new person to ask the questions of when i go to a meetup i look at who's there from last time and see if they've done something since last time Sam Martin is the same way. Sam is between meetings. He's done something, you know, he's done something. And so when you, when you go to these meetings, you see those that that keep going to the meeting, but they're just there because they won't jump in. They won't do something. So when you come to me or you want to talk with someone like myself, that's been where you're at and is beyond that point, And we talk to you once and you come back and you talk to us again and you've done something. You've moved from the part, the part you were last time, and you've, you've shown that I'm not going to just have another 20-minute conversation with, with somebody, that I'm going to have another 20-minute conversation with somebody, and it's going to be like Groundhog's Day because there's no activity. What I can see and what I have seen in you and several people in these particular meetups is there's activity. 
-hmm. And that's the kind of networking. And so you keep, you keep referring to it as luck. I'm going to tell you, my friend, it's not luck. It's the magnetism that the, the energy creates. Because when I see, when I go into the meeting, I'm in there about eight minutes and I can tell you who's doing and who's, who's in there stewing. They're trying mm -hmm. to figure out what to do. They, they, they like the idea, but maybe a little bit more money of this, or maybe a little bit more connection of that, or maybe the market's got to take a dip. There's always a reason why they're not going to do something. But when you find somebody that's done, it's not a ready, fire, aim scenario. It's a ready, aim, fire. It's not a ready, aim, aim, readjust, aim readjust it's there's progress and so i see that with you and that's where i'm not calling it luck well luck is uh what, what, what's the other uh platitude that i hear is uh luck is the combination of preparation and timing there you go i like and that i'll give you that for luck so so you yeah, it's not ready, fire, aim, but the people that are still aiming doesn't mean they're not doing anything. And again, I look back what I was doing in, you know, 2008, 9, 10. Um, I was probably asking the same questions. Um, I was I was doing that. I was going to these meetings going like, I haven't done anything since then. You know, my, my, first, uh, my first dollar I made in real estate was actually a tax lien. I made 14 bucks. Um, but it was... Um, you know what? Oh, yeah. so that's a fourteen percent return. How long did exactly. that take you? A year. <laughs> um, so it took you twelve months. So you made fourteen percent. Right. Um, and it was actually Florida. Go figure. Um, but um, you know, there's, but like that was doing something. I was I was doing something. That's but, right. Um, I I wouldn't. I don't want to discount the people that are just now getting into it. Granted, you always see more people get into it in an up market because sure. now, you know, oh, it's so easy to sell a house right now. It's like, yeah, because it's 2007 or it's 2006 or something like that. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it's easy to sell a house. Um, it's easy to be a real estate agent. There's, there's, but there's no um, one single way to do real estate. There's no, not. No, there's not. It, there's, there, there's not like, as much as the gurus like to say, there's colleges and, and, and classes you can take on real estate. It, it, it's not, it, it's not like chemistry where, you know, A plus B always equals C. Right. Um, and so there's, there's ways to be creative uh, uh, in, in any market. Um, and so I, I, I don't want to discount the people that are going every time that are just learning about this. No, that, and I'm, I'm not trying to discount. I'm trying to credit you. You know, and and so you you've gone from one to three, and now because of what what people see you doing, because of the activity that breeds activity, you're now going on to uh, multiples. You're you're going on to double digit units. Uh, you're doing some bigger things. You're you're involving partnerships. Tell us tell us how you got from the the triplex. Now you're now you're stringing up partnerships and. And, and, and you're putting together double digit numbers. I mean, that's, that's quite the growth from 2011. Oh, for sure. Um, but it's more of that hockey stick growth. Um, Cause all that stuff, all this multiple units, these multiple properties, um, you know, I'm sitting in this duplex that I just bought last, well, about a month, two months ago now, um, you know, owner occupied, you know, it's anyway. Uh, but that's, um, 
the, the, and you, you say I'm not giving myself enough credit. I don't, what I want to see more in a lot of these podcasts and, and there, there's a great house hacking podcast that's out there right now. A guy just started, um, you know, he's just doing a, a really drilling down on what house hacking is. Um, and you know, giving of it. you know, it's funny, uh, Adam, you were the first one to tell me that term house hacking. And, uh, when you told me, I said, you know, what, what, what is house hacking? And you said, well, you know, it's where you, you buy a duplex and you live in one side or you buy a house and you rent out the other two rooms. And, and I got to tell you, uh, when, when I was your age, that wasn't called house hacking. That was called being broke because yeah. that's, that's just what we did, but you guys gave it a cool term. So now it sounds like, man, you guys are house hacking. That's, that's really neat. But, but the concept is so elementary. I mean, it really is. You're getting somebody else to pay your way or a portion of your share that makes it more efficient for you. And it goes back to Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where you're turning what could be, what should be a liability, your own personal residence should be a liability according to Kiyosaki's definition. You've turned that into an asset because you've got somebody else paying for half of it or three quarters of it or all of it. So, so that's, I mean, right. that's, again, that's, you're, you're doing it by the numbers. I mean, yes, there are multiple ways to do it. You're doing it one, three, two, uh, you know, some people do it one, 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 uh, house at a time, but yeah, you've, you've really done quite a bit there. So, so tell us what you're, what you're looking at in your future, Adam. Well, uh, future, future goal, uh, depends on how far out you want to look. Um, you know, with real estate, you're right. Having assets pay for other assets, um, making, making your money work for you, not just trading hours for dollars, all of these other platitudes that I learned through listening to the, the Robert Kiyosaki's and the, and the Brandon Turner's and, and all these other folks. Um, you know, I'm not looking to be the next, you know, real estate mogul. Um, I just want to not have to show up to an office every day to make money. Right. Um, I want to, you know, I don't want to not work because I'm always going to do something, uh, right. uh, whether it's in music, whether it's in brewing, whether it's in real estate, I'm always going to be working, but I'm not, um, I want to be able to make money from wherever I happen to be. And so, uh, you know, real estate is a, to seem like the easy, eh, easy is relative, um, but, uh, seem, seem the best, uh, seem seem the best path forward um a lot of people they do other things they start businesses they they invest in the stock market you know i found out i'm you know the, the stock market isn't for me um i don't people to do forex trading i mean there's all sorts of ways to do it whatever right. whatever whatever people find um i mean i'm looking to have at at most 40 to 70 doors uh it sounds like a lot when i'm when you're at like one house but you know, when you're, when you're building 190 unit apartment complexes every other week, you know, yeah, 70 doesn't sound like many. <laughs> Not every other um, week, my friend, those take a couple of years, but, but uh, so what does your 20, your 2020 goal look like? I mean, so, so if we follow you, I mean, in 2011, you, you bought your first one. It sounds like you're up to six now in, in 2020 at the beginning. I've got five. Cause got I, five. I sold Sold, sold the one in Portland. Okay. Refinanced it, bought the triplex, sold it, bought this duplex. Okay. Um, so you're you know, five doors. What's your 2020 count? 2020 will be hopefully about 10. Okay. Um, and uh, cause I've got, and uh, um, you know, I, I've, I've kind of started uh, 
niching myself down into some of these infill lot splits uh, right. that I'm all over the Treasure Valley. Um, and, you know, that's why I bought the duplex that I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. A, owner occupied financing. B, uh, actually, we're actually going to Airbnb out the other side. Okay. Because um, um, who wants full time uh, uh, neighbors? Right. Um, and, uh, but it sits on a half acre. And so I can actually develop the back side of it. Um, and so, Excellent. you know, but that's a new adventure. That's a new adventure for me uh, as far as building new, but I don't have to know everything about it because I know I can meet people that do know everything about it that are already specialized in it um, and leverage leverage your net uh, your network that way. Uh, and so, hopefully, I can you know that's another two units. Um, you know, my neighbors actually also have a very similar layout, so if I can, and they're not owner occupied, so I'm gonna try right. and up that tree. Uh, see if I can get those under contract. Um, you know, doing some of these partner deals that I've, you know, fallen into really. But part of that, again, is planning and timing. Yeah. Um, being able to recognize that those are, you know, I mean, you can bang your head against the wall, but, you know, how to, you need to know that a door sounds different banging your head against it than a, than a wall does. Right. Um, if you're going to try to break through a wall, don't try to do it at a stud. Um, you know, <laughs> why, uh, why is it, why is, why is knowledge? But you're still banging your head against a wall. So, you know, um, sometimes, some days it's, it seems like that some, you know, especially when you're dealing with the city. Um, but th- there is, there is still, as long as you're not trying to do the same thing over and over again, um, right. and not making progress, um, you are still doing something. Um, so, so yeah, in the 2020, I'd like to have, you know, near, you know, on 10 doors, whether, um, whether I am or not, I mean, my 2018 goal was to find a, a multifamily to invest in. Um, I closed on that one in the, uh, March of 2019. Um, so I was a little a few months behind, um, my 2019 goal was to, uh, move out here to Boise and then get into a place again, didn't quite close on it in 2019, but didn't close it in 20, you know, January, 2020. Um, so I'm getting better. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too, though, uh, that, that I've heard said before, and I, I don't know who to attribute it to, but it says, you know, a goal that's not written down is just a wish. Right. And so the fact that you're writing it down and holding yourself accountable, it's okay to be a little bit late to the goal, but you're still getting it checked off. You know, so Adam well, talks about that being uh, not, it's not a goal, it's a commitment. Yeah. Uh, and making yeah. a commitment to yourself. I mean, if, if you, if you miss the goal, it's like, eh, I'll just try again. Right. But if you make a commitment to it, it's like, no, like, okay, I, I missed that time, but I have to keep going at it because I made a commitment to actually right. accomplish that task. Right. So if you could, if Adam, one, one final question. If you could look back at Adam in 2011, and you could give him one piece of advice, knowing, kind of knowing where you've come from, where you've come from, you know, no formal training, some free seminars, a college kid, no cre- no, with good credit, but no, no real cash flow, to, to where you are now, what kind of advice would you give that young man in 2011? Um, real estate wise? Uh, yeah, yeah, real, let's get, let's keep it, yeah. let's keep it within the hour. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. just go with real estate. Real, real estate wise, there's a couple of women I would, I would advise myself again, but, um, <laughs> we're going to have to cut that out of the, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but, 
Um, I, I, I think the advice that I would give myself is um, to, I don't know, I, I, I like what I, what I did because it got me where I'm at. Um, I think that um, understanding financials more uh, would have been a lot better because I could have leveraged myself a little bit better right um, <clears throat> back then and because uh, you know I, I could have brought in partners you know I, I could have understood some of that a little bit better it's like hey getting some deals on a contract I could, there was a bunch of opportunities for wholesaling back then which I didn't um, we kind of talked about a little bit you know there's always different strategies that I could have implemented that I didn't um for various other reasons I mean um, right you know, so, so basically, if I, if I hear you correctly, you would have told yourself to jump in with both feet sooner to, than, than, than you did because of the success you had. You could have improved that by giving it more attention. Is that, is that, am I putting words in your mouth, Adam, or is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Um, it's, it's the benefit of hindsight. Um, <laughs> well, of course it so, is. That's yeah, why you so mentioned those ladies. <laughs> Right. Um, so it's not that it's, it's not that, um, I actually wouldn't say jump in with both feet. Um, and the reason I say that even, you know, even though it, it, it in hindsight, it looks like, Oh yeah, you should have jumped in with both feet. You, you also run the risk of really screwing yourself over. And I didn't have the experience back then. And if I were just give myself that one piece of advice, Hey, jump in with both feet. Right. I hear that all the time. Like, you know, you know, I, I know you're a fan of Grant Cardone, you know, personally, I'm not, um, I, you know, his, his 10x mentality is great, but just like if you're running downhill, if you can't keep your feet under, you're just going to fall down Sure. and then you're tumbling downhill and, and it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And so, um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, uh, um, got all my ums and ahs, uh, I don't think that the um, the path forward has to be a sprint. Right. Um, so keeping your feet under you, keeping a good base, keeping a uh, you know not pulling the trigger before you're ready, I think is still very smart. Um, you know, everyone has their own pace on it. Some people, you know, I was again, I was talking to folks. I, I know them now. They're 19 and they have 20 doors already, and it's like, okay, what the hell, you know, like. You know, why didn't I do that? You know, right. uh, as, as good as I did and as lucky as I got, um, you know, there are people that are a you know, hundred, hundred times more than that, or 10 X more than that, you know, wherever they are, wherever they started, you know, there's got kids on bigger pox. I'm 18. How do I get started in real estate? Um, you know, but you know, with a, you know, just a small owner of a million dollars from their parents, you know, they were able to right. now into a hundred million dollars or whatever. Sure. Uh, it's like, you know, I don't think if I were to give myself advice from back then that I would do it any different because I think that process is necessary. Sure. Uh, I think you have to go through the steps, even though there isn't a set pathway doing things before, before your due time, before you're ready for it. You know, there are opportunities I passed up that I could have made, you know, a boatload of money um, that, you know, I also could have fallen on my face or, right. you know, you know, sh shot myself in the foot or embarrassed myself in front of 
you know, these people that, um, you know, that I didn't get blacklisted or it's like, ah, oh, this guy doesn't know anything. You know, you, you make a first impression and if it's a poor one or you can't follow through with what you're, tr what we're trying to say, um, you know, I'm big on integrity. If you say you're going to do something, I expect you to do it. If I right. can't do it, I'm not going to promise it. Right. Uh, and so, uh, if I were to have made all these wild promises and then been able to follow through on them, that's great. And I would have been 10 times where I'm at today. Right. But if I would have fallen on my face, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. And so, so that, that's kind of, as far as the and that's advice, great advice, and that's great advice. You know, basically, you know, everybody's got their own pace and everybody's got their own lessons they're going to learn and everybody processes that information differently. But Adam, once again, I do want to congratulate you on the success you've had and um, really, you know, uh, I, I like that other definition that you had about planning and timing and, and, and activity that I really think that that's the kind of luck that you exude, uh, you attract, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's, it's been great to get to know you on this show a little bit more. And, and, um, I thank you for your insight. I also want to, uh, encourage you to continue to, uh, push yourself to grow because I really see, I really see that, um, you know, you're, you're taking it at your pace and you're doing it right because you're doing it your way and you're learning. Um, I see that you're, you're, uh, you're, um, you're taking all the information and you're putting it into your own book. You're rewriting it the way you hear it and you're doing it your way, which is really important. And this is one of the awesome things that I see in real estate is because you can, like you said earlier, you can do it any way you want. There's no set way to do it, but I really want to give you uh, props for what you're doing and uh, congratulate you. I also want to thank you for taking the time to be on the Real Estate Rundown. And um, we look forward to talking with you more in the future. Thanks again, Adam.